What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the World's Best Fantasy Show right here on 1252 Sports Chicago. I am Tarbill, as always. I am joined by my guy, DeMouse, to my left in that ugly Packers jersey for those that are listening <laughs> to the audio after the fact. Uh, what's going on, Tyler? How we been doing? Oh, not too bad. Excited. This is the final uh, fantasy week before the playoffs start. It also Absolutely. happens to be Bears-Packers week. <laughs> Yeah, it does. I think uh, one of us is a little bit more excited for that than the other. Uh, what's the spread right now that they're giving the Packers? It's 12 and a half. <clears throat> 12 and a half. So I'm not a betting guy, but I will say this. I don't think the Bears win this game. Uh, with that being said, if you're going to hammer that bet, I would do so with one or two units myself just because the Bears are not going to be able to keep up with this Packers offense. Time and time again, as Aaron Rodgers said, he, as much as it hurts to admit, has owned us over the last 27, 28 games. I mean, the Bears record has been subpar, to say the least, when it comes to playing Green Bay. And being in Lambeau, uh, Justin Fields coming back after two weeks uh, on the sideline with his rib injury, I just don't see that this team has enough to beat the Packers unless Justin Fields comes out and has an absolute breakout game. He was showing a lot of bright spots in that tough loss against Pittsburgh before he got injured. But with that being said, he hasn't had time on the field since then. So I don't know that he gets right back into a rhythm. I think he obviously he's still a rookie. So I think it takes him a few weeks to get back into the swing of things and it's going to be all too little too late for this Bears team. Uh, this is not their year, and unfortunately, I don't see it going well on Sunday night. I would love to say that I have the confidence that the Bears are going to pull this one out, but realistically and from a fantasy perspective, other than you know going after a guy like David Montgomery, I would probably stay away from all the Bears players, maybe with the exception of Darnell Mooney. If you're looking for a wide receiver three and a pinch or something like that, but mm-hmm. this Bears team has just been horrible the last couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. So, all all so I this, can go ahead, Ty. Go ahead. So this Bears team has the uh, the lowest implied total of the week. It's fourteen and a half right now. I mean, the Bears. It's crazy how the narrative changes. If you remember earlier in the year, Bears fans were all excited. Oh, we think we could beat the Packers. Right. actually make a move in the division. And now the Bears fans are giving them no chance, and for good reason. So the Packers, I actually heard this today on the Fantasy Footballers. So since 1995, the Packers have had 15 games in Lambeau Field in December where they've been a 10-point favorite or greater, and they are 14-1 and in those games. And I would surely have to think they're going to be 15-1 and after this Sunday night. As much as it pains me to say it, I'm a realist, and I just don't think this Bears team has enough. Uh, mm-hmm. You see Sean Desai has continued to play with the bend-not-break defense, which I'm not a fan of. Be aggressive. Go after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you have a large loss on your team right now with Khalil Mack being out, but Robert Quinn's shown that he can put pressure on the quarterback from the edge. You still have... I mean, you have Roquan Smith, who's arguably one of the best linebackers in the league right now. I would be a lot more aggressive than Sean Desai's being, but yet again, that's why I'm not the defensive coordinator of the Chicago (laughs) Bears. 
Because I'd give up 20-yard chunk plays and hit the quarterback <laughs> while I was doing it probably. Well, so. hey, that, that's not nothing different than what they're doing right now. They're giving up chunk <laughs> plays left and right. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers in this game. And mm-hmm. whether or not he throws the deep ball on us isn't I don't even think will be a factor of whether the Packers win. I think it's <laughs> I think they'll dink and dunk us to death on five to ten yard routes and be happy doing it all day long and control the time of possession in this game. So that, with, that's what they love. That being, they love to do that. With that being said, I'm not stoked for this <laughs> Bears game on Sunday by any means. The mm-hmm. only thing that I want to see the rest of the season out of the Bears is Justin Fields develop into the quarterback that most of us know that he can be. So I have a question about that. You would rather see him play? I mean, I if I was the Bears, I would want him to just sit, let Andy Dalton get his brains beat in back there, and just wait for a I, new regime because he's still learning this offense more and more right now, and you don't think yes. Matt Nagy's going to be back, correct? All right, let me let me start <laughs> with that by saying that I do believe that Justin Fields needs to be out there. I think regardless of whether there's a coaching change at the end of the season, I believe he needs some reps just to continue his development because if you put him on the sideline and have him watch Andy Dalton get his teeth kicked in and throw four interceptions like he did last week, <laughs> what good is that going to do to the kid's development? And don't get me wrong, I know that – He's going to be out there. He's going to probably take some hits. Sure, there's re-injury risk, but this is football. And in my opinion, you can't necessarily say, well, we don't want to get him injured, so we're going to put him on the sideline. I think he needs the reps. I think, uh, as I heard earlier in the season on Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, when they were talking about initially starting Justin Fields, once you go to Fields, you cannot go away from him because it just diminishes the kid's confidence. I mean, on the other hand, you did see it kind of work in Miami with Tua and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick last season. They kind of <laughs> alternated there and just made it a big shit show, and then their manager, uh, the GM of the team, had to come out and say, Tua's our quarterback, we don't want Deshaun Watson, and this and that. So I, regardless, I think that, Justin Fields needs to play. But to answer the second part of your question, Ty, I do believe that Matt Nagy and company will be gone at the end of the season. But I don't know that that's going to be enough for the Bears. I think that Ted Phillips needs to move to strictly an accountant-type role with the team, and they need to hire a president of football operations that is savvy to the game of football and not just strictly a numbers guy because numbers guys don't win championships very often unless it's baseball, obviously we've all seen Moneyball. But with that being said, I mean, this Bears team is a mess and they do need to make some moves this offseason. I look for them to draft some draft some more players for the offensive line and start beefing up some of the old the old player positions on the defense because, frankly, the defense isn't getting any younger. It's not the defense of 2018. And it's just going to continue declining. So if they want to build a well-rounded team, I think your receiver core is fine. Maybe go out and get a guy in free agency. Obviously, Allen Robinson's not going to be here next year. But Darnell Mooney could be a bridge number one until you get another number one receiver in here. I think he's a phenomenal number two receiver. 
and really just develop the team overall as a whole. I'm so tired of the Bears taking, like, it just seems like it's running back, corner, and that's about it lately. Obviously, with with the exception of this past year, we went out and got two offensive tackles, one of which who's not even going to start. He's going to be a backup for JP. So that just tells you what's going Wait, on in the Bears so, organization. So Tevin, Tevin Jenkins isn't even going to start when he's ready to play? Tevin Jenkins played primarily special teams last week, and okay. uh, Matt Nagy came out this week during the presser and said that for the time being, Tevin Jenkins is primarily going to be in a backup reserve role. So the guy that you drafted, really the guy that you would have drafted in the first round had you not been able to move up for Justin Fields, because everyone was saying Tevin Jenkins was a first-round talent, late first mm -hmm. round. You go out and get this guy, lucky enough to get this guy in the second round, and then now that he's finally healthy and he's finally right with his body, and he said he feels like he's 18 years old, he feels the healthiest he has in years, you're not even going to start him. You're going to put him behind 39-year-old Jason Peters, <laughs> who was sitting on a fucking fishing boat drinking beers when you <laughs> called him over the summer to try to get him to come play in Chicago. I don't – it's – it's dumb, man. I could sit here and rant about <laughs> Chicago all night, but uh, we've got other shows on the network. What Our Bears it? fans with a brain show on Thursday night does plenty of that. So uh, let's get into some fantasy talk here. Before we move away from the Bears Packers, who do you like on the Packers for fantasy players this week? So pretty pretty much everybody, honestly. Rodgers is <laughs> a top right. three quarterback. Aaron Jones is a RB1 this week. A.J. Dillon is in the RB2 conversation. Devontae Adams, top three receiver. MVS, right. I actually like MVS, is a wide receiver three or a flex play this week. Okay. And then the Packer, Packers defense is my favorite defense of the week. Man, you're killing me with that. The Packers defense <laughs> is your favorite defense of the week? The Packers defense. I'm streaming them in almost every league this week. I'm sure you are, asshole. We got a question in the <laughs> we got a question in the chat here from McCurley Wolf. Hey guys, would y'all start Amari Cooper or Russell Gage? Win or lose the season in a half point PPR league. It's got it's gotta I, be Amari I know, Cooper. I know. Wow. I'm surprised. I thought you were gonna call him Amari Pooper and say no, it wasn't him. <laughs> but I'm going Cooper this for this as well. I mean Especially, is Michael Gallup out this week? I believe Michael Gallup is uh, Michael Gallup is playing. I believe, but okay. Amari Cooper, since he has been in Dallas against the Washington Football Team, he's absolutely destroyed him. He's had terrible matchups over the last couple weeks, and he's finally fully healthy. Mike McCarthy said he's got no limitations anymore. He's fully ready to go. I think okay. they just go out there and they torch this defense. Russell Gage, I do like Russell Gage. is a nice play, but I go Amari Cooper over him. Okay. Usually you're down on Amari Cooper, so that surprises I me. Usually, I usually am, but you got you to gotta change when the right matchups present themselves. I was going to say, you got a cake matchup there, right? So we'll see what happens. But all right, now that we've talked about the Packers and the Bears <laughs> and I'm depressed and <laughs> Don't want to even watch the game on Sunday. Let's get into some matchups. So you got the matchups in front of you, Ty. What's the first game that you want to catch up on here for this week? All right, so, yeah, we can start with the uh, New Orleans Saints versus the uh, the New York Jets. Okay, so, so I... 
Yeah, here, go ahead. You could start. Okay. Here, I just want to say that, uh, first of all, I thought Kamara was going to be healthy last week. He was not, so he got a, got me a big goose egg in one of my lineups. But it sounds like Alvin Kamara, at least until this point, is going to be able to play on Sunday, correct? Yeah, it sounds like he is a full go. The only so with the injury wise, he's a full go. He's been practicing in full. But the okay. only thing I'd be worried about, well, we were talking about a pre-show earlier this week. Mark Ingram tested positive for COVID, and then today, uh, Ty Montgomery was actually play, or he was placed on the COVID list as well. So I mean, with them being in the same room, the running back room. There's still a, there's a possibility he could be a close contact or something like that, and if he's a close contact, that's a minimum of five days. Right. Yeah, you're not wrong there. So something to watch for sure. We got a question here in the chat from none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Fat Mike <laughs> Chicago Sports himself. Do tell Hillard or Kareem Hunt. Which way are you going uh, on this? <laughs> uh, it's Kareem Hunt. Uh, so Dontrell Hilliard, he now has Jeremy McNichols joining in that backfield. They got three guys there. I don't. I think. Jeremy McNichols has been the number two all year long. I think he jumps right back in that role and Dontrell Hilliard takes a backseat. I would have to agree with you on that. Let's go Kareem Hunt for that matchup. Uh, and then we got another question here. Tough pick between my defenses this week. Broncos or the Saints D? Jets or Lions? LMAO. <laughs> so, the, so the Broncos is my pick. They're going up against the Lions. Uh, so yeah. the Lions, Jamal Williams was just placed, or he tested positive for COVID today. He's placed on the COVID list. He's gone. And uh, TJ Hawkinson is also doubtful as of today. Right. So, I mean, they, they're missing their two best weapons they have on offense going up against a pretty great defense. I'm, I'm going with the Broncos there. Our guy Fat Mike saying he doesn't trust you because you're a Packers fan. That's fair. It's hard yeah, for me I, to trust him, too, yeah. when he's wearing that <laughs> ugly-ass jersey, but – it is what it is. Oh, uh, okay. So, so back to the matchup have, at hand. Well, do you, do you have a pick for those defenses? Oh yeah, I skimmed right on by it. <laughs> I I would also go with the Broncos in that case. I think uh, obviously Detroit's been getting some points in garbage time, but overall, I think uh, so. Well. They're not winless anymore. They got their first win, but it's a damn near winless team, guys. I would I would go with the Broncos there. I like their chances. I mean, the Broncos' defense is tough. They got another uh, – well, not even another. They've got a group of elite guys there on the defensive side, so I would go with the Broncos in that matchup for sure. Correct, but, yeah, back to the, uh, the Saints and Jets matchup. So Taysom Hill, I like Taysom Hill a lot this week. Taysom Hill, even really? though he even though he threw four interceptions last week, he still <laughs> finished with twenty three fantasy points, just with the work okay. he does on just with the work he does on his feet. And so I mean, I mean, I I fire him as a top ten uh, quarterback this week. Question to counter that: Is Taysom Hill a starting quarterback in this league? In fantasy football, yes. In, the NFL, in fantasy no. football, yes. In real <laughs> life, no. I like that answer, yes. For fantasy purposes, the rushability, as you always say, to quote you, it's like a cheat code. So mm -hmm. I like Taysom Hill, especially in a 
especially in the matchup that he's going to have this week. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Kamara. He's if he's playing, which he should be, as long as he doesn't get any contract contact tracing, he's a top five running back this week, probably top two. Just with the matchup, the Jets are is is the best matchup you can ask for. And then on the Jets right. side, Elijah Moore. If he plays, he's uh he's going to be a game time decision. If he plays, I think he's a wide receiver too this week. Jamison okay. Crowder. In a PPR league, I think he's in the flex conversation. The uh, Saints' pass defense is not very good. They've given up the fifth amount of fantasy points to the wide receiver position this year. So I like Jamison Crowder in a PPR league to just soak up some targets. Makes sense. Makes sense. So who are you taking in this game? Or did you already say that, Ty? I might have missed it. Uh, so the spread on this is five and a half points right now. Saints are favored, road favorites. I think the Saints win, but I think the Jets do cover the spread on this. You think the Jets cover the spread on this? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving down the list, what's our next game? Yeah. So uh, Dallas at Washington. So I, I think this is a pretty good game. It's a division game. Washington's been rolling. They've won four games in a row. I just I think yeah. Dallas is too good. They got too many playmakers on their team for Washington to pull this one out. I would agree with you. The one thing that I do like about the Washington the Washington football team, excuse me, <laughs> is uh their quarterback Heineke. I I enjoy the guy's story. I mean, he came we've touched on it before. He came out of the XFL, very hard worker to obviously get to this level and now be a starting quarterback in the league whether you know, that's by luck, skill, or chance, or a little bit of all three. But as you said, I think Dallas just has too much for them. Dallas is a team that on any given Sunday can put up 40 points and make it look easy. So They might they might be the most talented team in the league, just just based on athleticism and skill of their players. I, I would some, agree. For some reason, they just can't completely fully click on everything. Yeah, it's odd that they can't put everything together, it seems like, at times, with the amount of stars they do have. But I think this game, Dallas definitely takes them. Uh, McKissick's still questionable on the Washington side with his concussion that he incurred Mm. last week. So he's a guy that a lot of people probably have as like a running back three or in a flex spot, I would think, at this point in the season. So keep an eye on him and see where he goes uh, over the next couple days before Sunday. Yeah, another another injury in that game, Tony Pollard. So he has not practiced yes. at all this week. He is a game-time decision. Last week when they played the Saints on Thursday night football, yesterday he came out and he said he tore his plantar fascia on his left foot on the 58-yard touchdown. Which is a I don't want to say a serious injury, but it's significant enough that it could sideline him for a week or two for sure. So, yeah, correct. So, yeah, that's something to on watch that. on. And, yeah, I mean, if if he's out, I think Zeke – so Zeke has been awful the last – or for a while now. Yeah. But I think Zeke, Zeke picks it up this week if Tony Pollard misses. They have no other option but for him to step up. And just from a volume perspective, you would think Zeke's going to touch the ball so much that mm-hmm. it'd be worth it, especially down the stretch. They're going to utilize him in the red zone, obviously, and things like that. So, Yeah, so moving on to the next game, we got the Atlanta Falcons at Carolina. Who do you think Oof. wins this one? 
I feel like this is a garbage game in the making. I smell <laughs> trash on this game. I think that I think Atlanta loses this. I think that Cam Newton comes in and tears them up. He's another guy that could be your, you know, your cheat code, so to speak, if he starts utilizing his legs like he has in the past. Uh, they're very, they're very one dimensional without CMC, of course. So that's something to consider as well. But I don't know. I just, I'm not an Atlanta fan. I think Matt Ryan's significantly overrated. I think he's going to go be the quarterback of the Steelers next year, and Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the quarterback for the Falcons. <laughs> that's that's what I'm hearing, man. That's what I'm hearing is that the Falcons, if Matt Ryan leaves, are interested in none other than money Mitch Trubisky. They can have the fucking oh, guy. He's trash. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, like you were touching on with Cam's rushing ability. So the Atlanta Falcons defense this year has given up the fourth most rushing yards to quarterback per game this season so cam newton is someone i touch on streamers later on cam newton is my second streamer behind Taysom hill this matchup is a great matchup for him to put up put up some points and they want to run the ball more matt rule just fired uh joe brady because he wasn't running the ball enough you could tell that's what they want to do so i mean i i love cam newton in this game going up against that defense obviously you could have the stinker cam newton game but I just think right. the upside is tremendous I, this week. I can't get over Cam Newton's hairstyle, and I shouldn't hold him <laughs> again, hold it against him. But what the hell's going on up there, buddy? You got <laughs> you got all this money, and your hair's looking like asparagus. But anyways, <laughs> so who wins this game? You, with that being said, you think Carolina wins this one? Yeah, I think Carolina wins it. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Cam Newton as a starting quarterback. Chuba is a Running back two this week, Amir Abdullah, you can get away with him if you're extremely desperate. And then DJ Moore, you have to fire him up. It's such an easy matchup against that secondary. And then I think there's only two guys you can start on the Falcons side, and that's Cordell Patterson and Russell Gage. I would agree with that statement. And Cordell Patterson, man, you look at him in the season that he's having over there in Atlanta. Oh, man. That's just a clear picture of how Matt Nagy <laughs> underutilizes his players, damn it. <laughs> no, it, it's insane what Cordero, Cordero Patterson is doing this year. Yeah, the, the entire offense runs through Cordero Patterson. What is he technically listed as a running back or a receiver for them? Both. He's listed as both. Okay. And, again, between that and his special teams ability – you couldn't find some money to pay him, but you paid Jakeem Grant. What are you doing? Fire Matt Nagy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, you want to take a break here before we get to the uh, the next couple matchups? Yeah, we can go ahead and do that. So real quick, guys, we're going to take a break, and you will hear from a couple of our sponsors here at 1252 Sports Chicago. And we'll be right back with you in 60 seconds. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, 
We truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Real estate is hot right now, and you need an attorney to handle all of this. My guy, Mark Berardi, does this all day long. He's a straight shooter. There's no fancy language. He's just to the point. And he and his team get the deal done. There's no BS. He also does estate planning, trusts, wills, and power of attorney. He has great reviews up and down the board from a ton of happy clients. For him and his big team, they're all just down to earth and normal people as much as he is. You will not be disappointed you went with him. He's located in Homer Glen and New Lenox and handles real estate all over Illinois. There's no place too far. So give him a call today at 708-942-8030. Again, that's 708-942-8030. Or look him up online at Mark Ferrardi and Associates. All right, guys, and just like that, we are back. You're listening to the World's Best Fantasy Show right here on 1252 Sports Chicago. I am Tarbill. To my left is the mouse in that ugly cheesehead jersey. <laughs> All right, as we move down the matchups, what do we got next, Ty? So we got Jacksonville at Tennessee. I think Tennessee just oh, blows God. them out. I think Tennessee steamrolls in this game. Is that even with – that's not even with – question now one question i do have for you pertaining to the jacksonville jaguars is it too soon to start calling trevor lawrence a bust no 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 he he doesn't have anybody around him other than james robinson and he's got urban meyer as his coach who has proven this year the dude the dude can't control the team and he's just an awful coach he he can control that. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> y'all have Twitter. You know where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> but no, I do believe that Tennessee steamrolls this matchup. Uh, do we have any sort of update on Derrick Henry? Have you heard anything on him over the past week? I think he's still rehabbing. I think he was okay. shooting still to return in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I had seen initially, but I just. I wasn't sure if you had heard anything as far as how the rehab was going, if he's still on track, et cetera. So. Yeah, I think he's still targeting a return in the playoffs. And it, around the initial timeline, is it lines up with that. Okay. Good, good but, to uh, hear. He'd be a, he's this, a guy that's surely missed in my lineup, I'll tell you that. <laughs> in, this, uh, in this game, though, I only think there's three fantasy viable players. It's okay. only one guy on the Jags side. It's James Robinson. You keep firing him up as a low end running back one. I don't think okay. Carlos Hyde's going to keep getting touches. Carlos Hyde sucks. So I think James <laughs> Robinson should should get more work as the season ends here because Carlos Hyde has proven he is not good anymore. And then on the Tennessee side. He has proven side, he's not good anymore. <laughs> That's such a bold statement. What do you have against Carlos Hyde? Jesus. He's all, he's terrible now. He's he, just a he has been garbage. I agree. But 
<laughs> that was a bold statement. He's just not good anymore. And then on the Tennessee side, uh, Deontay Foreman, I think he's a nice low-end running back two on the week. And Julio Jones has been practicing in full. He's been designated to return okay. off the injured reserve. I think he's a wide receiver three or a flex play this week. Definitely. If he's healthy, I would definitely insert him in one of my lineups. You know, that's the thing about Jacksonville is every year there's so much hype around them, and we finally – they're like the Browns were a few years ago, right? (laughs) Every season we think that they're going to do something, like maybe they're finally starting to put some pieces around them, and then it never comes to fruition. They should have kept Gardner Minshew. Ah, no, no. Trevor Lawrence is a million times better than I, Gardner Minshew. I, I know he is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just – have you seen the, the Gardner Minshew quote? I think it was last year he came out and said, like, I haven't taken a shit in weeks because, to me, there's no being number two when he was fighting for a quarterback, starting quarterback job. I, I, I did not see that. No. That's, <laughs> that's all that I need to know about the guy. Like, that level of dedication – and the level of mustache he rocks. I don't care who you are. I think Gardner Minshew, I think he's better than some starting quarterbacks in this league, but now I'm getting off topic. (laughs) All right, next game we have on the schedule is the Raiders going into Arrowhead, uh, playing the Kansas City Chiefs. What what are you thinking here? Uh, Firstly, I want to say that I have the Raiders defense playing. I don't know why. I think they were the best viable option. So, yeah, and it's going to be rough. (laughs) I'm not expecting much out of them. I think that Kansas City pulls this one out. I'm I'm going with the bold prediction of the week here, and I'm saying three Tyreek Hill touchdowns. Oh, man. Three Tyreek Hill. Nah, let's say two. Two Tyreek Hill touchdowns this week. That's not very bold anymore. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that as I was saying, the third one, I'm like, ah, <laughs> it'd be great for my fantasy, but is it really going to happen? Probably not. I, I would enjoy three touchdowns from Tyreek Hill this week, but yeah, no, I think I think Kansas City easily handles this one against the Raiders. The Raiders are there's a mediocre team. The Chiefs' defense has been what has been winning them games the last couple weeks. Which that is offense, surprising. That offense still hasn't gotten it going, but their defense is winning it for them. So I think it's still only a matter of time before they get it going. And I would I would agree. I mean, back to your statement there about the defense, five probably five weeks ago, we were saying this defense was one of the worst in the league. They yes, were trash, one, people were torching their secondary, and they've tremendously stepped up over the last few weeks. I mean They've completely done a 180 on the defensive side there in Kansas City. At one point, they were the best defense to play your quarterbacks against in fantasy because they were just giving up points left and right. And right. I don't know what happened. They they completely flipped a switch, and it's it's a completely different defense now. With that being said, on the uh, the Vegas side of the ball, you have uh, Darren Waller has been ruled out. Right, that's huge. Darren Waller has been ruled out. I don't think you could really play – you could play Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro against them. Outside of that, I don't think you can play anybody against the Chiefs. I would agree. Obviously, yeah. we, do, we don't need to talk about Tyreek Hill. 
if you have Tyreek Hill, you're starting him every week, week in and week out. Yeah, yeah. The the chief the chief side of the ball is pretty self explanatory. You just you start the the normal guys you've been starting. Right. There's. I mean, it's one of those things where if you need us to tell tell you that you're starting Tyreek Hill, you're starting Patrick Mahomes, you're starting Travis Kelsey, you probably don't need to watch a fantasy football show. No, that's cold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll we'll tell you to start them. Start all of them. But uh, next matchup here, we got Seattle at Houston. Not, not Seattle a very good game. and Houston. <laughs> so this is this is almost as garbage as one of the earlier matchups we mentioned. I mean, Seattle did Seattle win against San Francisco last week or no? Last week they played the football team, correct? I thought they played San Francisco last week, but I might be might be skipping a week. I'm trying to find it. All right. Yeah, yeah, you are correct. I was wrong. Okay. Yeah, did I, was, they, I was one week behind. Did they win that game? No, they lost. San Francisco won. Okay. I know. I knew it was close in the fourth quarter, and it kept going back and forth, but I couldn't remember which way it went. With that being said, Russell Wilson is finally starting to look a little bit more like Russell Wilson. And, I mean, you're playing – the Houston Texans. This is this is the matchup uh, where where you play him. You've been hesitant lately because of how bad he has been, but that this is his get right game. Oh, absolutely. This is this is going to look like the Bears Packers game, except the entire United <laughs> States isn't going to get to see it. It'll be regional <laughs> coverage. That's yeah, but. Uh, Russ, Russell Wilson, I think he's a he's a low end quarterback one just with how he's been, but this is his get right game. I don't think you could start any running back on Seattle. Maybe Rashad Penny in a pinch, but I'm not comfortable with any of them. An- another D- guy that kills me being out right there, Chris Carson. Man, I picked up all the injury prone backs this season. I swear. You never have enough running backs. That's why if you look at all my teams, dude, the, my whole bench is running backs, even if they're third stringers. So I, I have that noticed I, that. <laughs> but then again, but then, you're not picking a, a guy up on game day or the day before to try to fill a running back slot because all of a sudden someone you thought was going to play is hurt. So, Yeah, I'm good, always, good strategy. I'm always look, looking a couple weeks ahead, guys, that have viable viable paths to getting playing time. And that's why your record's better than mine, but I digress. <laughs> but uh, yeah, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I think they're both in the wide receiver two conversation this week. I don't think you can go back to Gerald Everett after Gerald Everett had one of the worst games ever last week. He had two right. fumbles and he dropped a ball in the end zone that turned into an interception. Just, just completely terrible. And then on the Houston side, David Johnson, a low end flex. I think that that's the only guy. You know, we should we should try to get David Johnson on the show. Uh, my buddy, my buddy actually was the backup running back to him at Clinton High School. True story. So, there we go. Let's get him on here. Let's. We should see <laughs> if we can reach out and make that happen. But I digress. Uh, Houston is garbage. They've been garbage, obviously. Deshaun Watson's not playing for the organization. We can talk about that week in and week out. But, you know, you 
The Houston Texans sealed their fate when they traded everyone away to build around Deshaun Watson, and then this controversy hit. So that's why you never, in my opinion, you never state all of your chips in one basket, so to speak, and that's exactly what they did. They traded away all of their viable pieces on offense. Bill O'Brien is what destroyed them. Yes, you're you're not wrong, but the what trade trading DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson? Come on. I but, I actually sent that trade out in some fantasy leagues when it happened. And, and it got rejected. Oh, in, instantly. People were like, Hey, are you an idiot? <laughs> Bill O'Brien, yes, yes, I am. Oh man, but uh yeah, moving on. This is a nice uh interdivision matchup, uh, Baltimore at Cleveland. I think it's gonna be a a tough game. I don't think lots of points are going to get scored. Baltimore has been oh. pretty terrible on offense lately. And then you know, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield still struggling. I think that I think you're wrong on this one, my friend, and I'll eat my words next week if I am. But uh, I think that this is a bounce back game for Baltimore. And I think Lamar Jackson has extreme use of his legs in this game, over 100 yards rushing. Oh, man, okay. So that's fire. you're saying fire Lamar Jackson up as the QB1 this week. If you're in a two-QB league, for sure, but... Well, no, no, well, Lamar I mean, Jackson, just, if, if he's getting 100 rushing yards, he's going to be the QB1 on the week, without a doubt. Yeah, you're not wrong. Now you're making me regret saying it, but... <laughs> Lamar Jackson's going to have a breakout week, in my opinion. Maybe not 100 yards, but he's going to utilize his legs, and he's going to use this as a get-right game, I think. Don't get me wrong, the defense over there in Cleveland's pretty solid, but it's just hard to stop a guy like that once he gets into open space. So we'll see what yeah, happens. I, I think Baltimore pulls it out. It's going to be a tough NFC or AFC North game like that we always see whenever AFC opponents play each other. Right. But, uh, yeah, oh, Lamar Jack, Lamar Jackson, you're firing him up. Devontae Freeman is a low end running back two on the week. Kareem Hunt, you're firing him up as your running back one. Kareem Hunt, I think he's more in the flex conversation than he was earlier in the year. <laughs> Mike doesn't trust you still because you're a Packers fan, but that's okay. It is what it is. And then uh, Mark Marquise Brown and Jarvis Landry, I think, are the only wide receivers uh, playable in this game. I would agree with you. Uh, obviously, you touched on it. You think Baltimore pulls this out. I'm coming in with the bold prediction that Lamar Jackson's going to be QB1 this week, and I will eat those words if I have to. Uh, but with that being said, Tyler, I got a quick – Unfantasy related question for you. Correct. How, how awkward is it being the only Packers fan at your family get togethers? That's what I want to know. Oh, well, not anymore. I got, I got my kids and my wife. They're all Packers fans oh, too. By association. <laughs> that doesn't. Can your wife name five players on the Packers? She might be able to. I shouldn't she, say that. She can, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, well. they're 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 big Packers fans. They they pile it on. They pile on the trash talking <laughs> towards the Bears fans in the family. So, are you going to be watching <laughs> the matchup on Sunday night with some Bears fans? 
Uh, my brother will be back, and he will be watching it with us. And uh, I think my brother-in-law is coming over as well to watch the Bears get their asses whooped. <laughs> I like how you say that with such confidence. Like, <laughs> like there's not even a chance. There's no chance. If if you still have hope in Matt Nagy and company, I want the Kool-Aid you're drinking because I'm surely a depressed <laughs> Bears fan right now. All right, moving on, going down the list, Ty. Who do we got next? Uh, New York Giants at the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I think this is an easy decision. I think the Chargers win this game. Um, I think that they – well, actually – who is who is starting in this game at quarterback? Chargers have Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert and the Giants are starting uh, Mike Lennon. That's that's what I wanted you to say, Mister Giraffe Neck. Mister <laughs> got got benched for Mitchell Trubisky by Daryl Loggins. That's all you need to know about <laughs> Mike Lennon. Guy's trash. He should have never came to Chicago. And more importantly, he's gonna play like ass. He might dump it off to Saquon a lot, though. We touched on that in the pre-show. So definitely fire Saquon up if you have him or if he's available by some miracle in one of your leagues. Uh, but I think the Chargers win this game without question, and I think it's not even close. I think Justin Herbert has a great game. He's been playing pretty strong all season. Uh, he's had a couple, couple questionable performances, but overall he's been pretty strong over the course of the season. I think he continues that. I like Austin Eckler on the Chargers. I'm a big Austin Eckler guy. I was a fan of his before he was a running back one in many fantasy leagues. So uh, if you're looking for a guy, if Eckler's somehow available, I'd pick him up. But I think that I think he's a guy that you're starting. Obviously, Saquon's a guy you're starting this week. Uh, you starting any of the Chargers receivers? So, yeah, Keenan Allen is ruled out this week with COVID. Okay. Uh, he had he is vaccinated, so all he needed was two negative tests. He did not get that. He is ruled out. Mike Williams okay. is actually on the COVID list right now. He uh, due to being a close contact, so it's a five day five day waiting period from the contact. So the contact okay. was on Monday. Up until today, he is still tested negative. So if he tests negative tomorrow. He is playing in the game, and I think he's a borderline wide receiver one, being really? the top okay. guy there. But okay. if, if he tests negative tomorrow, I don't like playing uh, Justin Herbert this week with Jalen Guyton and Jared Cook being the top options. But if, as okay. long as he has Mike Williams there, I'm I'm content firing him up. I think he has enough weapons going up against okay. a pretty pretty soft defense. But you, uh, meant, one, you meant if he tests positive. I think you said if he tests negative, you wouldn't. Fire oh yeah. Okay, Herbert yeah. Up, if he but, if yep. he tests positive, I would not fire up Herbert. And uh, one Got guy it. we did did not touch on, uh, Evan Ingram. I do like Evan Ingram as a tight end streamer this week. So uh, the Chargers are giving up the fourth most points to the or tight end position. Okay. I could see it. Uh, I actually forgot about Evan Ingram even being relevant <laughs> for a minute just because the Giants have been the Giants. I mean, stay away from the New York football teams, the Jets and the Giants. <laughs> uh, next matchup is the Detroit Lions, who finally got their first win last week going into Denver to play the Broncos. 
I think the Broncos sweep the floor with them. I think this game is not even close. I took Teddy Bridgewater in a league that I have Jalen Hurts as my quarterback, as Jalen Hurts is on the bye this week, but he would be questionable anyways if he was active. So uh, I picked I picked Teddy two gloves, as you like to call him, up. Uh, I think he's going to have a breakout game this week, and I think he's going – I mean, the Lions – secondary has been abysmal this season i believe the lions are giving up the most yards per reception uh so far this season correct me if i'm wrong tyler but i think that i think that's the case and i think the trend continues i think teddy bridgewater has a good game and uh with tj hawkinson being out uh i that's the number one safety valve there besides the running backs for jared goff I, they just don't have enough on the Detroit side of the ball. I think that Denver comes out with this one. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I think there's no question about it going into Denver. I think that the Broncos win this game. The Lions are missing their top two or top three, technically, weapons in DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and if Hawkinson is ruled out, he's doubtful right now. I don't, okay. I don't think they have the firepower. I think Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds on the Lions are decent daily fantasy dart throws if you're in, like, the Millie Maker or something like that. Okay. You need, you need a <clears throat> huge performance from a cheap guy. I think you could possibly throw them in there and maybe get a miracle. But on the Detroit side of the ball, yeah, Teddy Two Gloves is – he's a borderline QB1 this week. I do like Teddy. Javante Williams, if Melvin Gordon wasn't playing, Javante Williams is probably the top running back this week. But I think Javante Williams is still a borderline running back one and and Melvin Gordon a low-end running back two for this week. Okay. I like going it. Up, they're going up. They're, it's the worst, the worst rushing defense in the league in the Detroit Lions. Right, and – on top of that, you've already you've got the worst defense for passing yards allowed. And then you're going up there to mile high where nobody can play comfortably in the higher altitude, which is obviously a factor. It's getting cold up in Denver this time of year. Shit, it's getting cold here. It's downpouring <laughs> here in Illinois right now. But uh, with that being said, I think it's way too much for these Lions to overcome. Yeah, no, they, they don't stand a chance in this game. Uh, before we finish things up here with uh, the games for the week and go through your bets and your streamers, let's take another quick break and hear from our guy Paul over at Nick and Ivy Brewing. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. 
All right, guys, and we are back. If you're in the Lockport area, be sure to stop out and see Paul and his entire team out there at Nick and Ivy Brewing. They are the best. Get you a Fat Mike Chicago Lager. Get you a Hubner IPA if they still have the Hubner available. And even if they don't, any of their beers that are out there are delicious. Paul's great guy, great company, great atmosphere out there. Be sure to stop out and see them if you're in the Lockport area Are, looking for a beverage. Aren't they in Burkots now? Aren't they selling beer in Burkots? Yes, they are selling beer in Burkots uh, in the Lockport area. I believe they're – I'm not sure if they're in any other stores than the Lockport okay. location at this gotcha. point, but they are working on that with them as well. So uh, if you're – at the grocery store in that area and you want to stop and get you a four pack of some delicious beer from Nick and Ivy sure do. Uh, we got a comment here in the chat while we were on break. I'm going to bring up here now. Hawk is listed as doubtful. So I need to add a tight end. Should I pick up Hooper Komet or Noah font? Do not pick up Cole Komet. I repeat, do not pick up Cole Komet. I actually, I shouldn't say that because Cole Komet's actually had, a couple good games the last couple weeks, even though the bears have sucked. I mean, uh, in the loss against Pittsburgh, he had 80 yards and a tutty. So maybe with Justin Fields coming back, he leans on Cole Komet. I, those aren't really three very good options. Where are you going? Yeah, there, Ty? I, I was going to say, I don't like any of those options. Uh, what I'd recommend is look to see if Evan Ingram or Ricky seals Jones is on your, uh, on your waiver wire, I do like Ricky Seals Jones a lot, especially for the rest of the season. Because okay. fall next week and the championship week, he does play Philadelphia, who is the worst defense against uh, tight ends. Very good to note. Uh, he said both are rostered in his. Life. Oh man, okay. Uh, Shit. Well, man, it's tight. It's tight end purgatory in your league, JAC. So. <laughs> I, I guess out of those three, because I'm a Bears fan, I'm going to say Cole Komet. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Noah Fant there. I think he's he's got he's the more athletic out of all of them, and he's got a better matchup going up against the Lions defense. I've I've had Hooper on my bench all year, and I've only played him once. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he goosed last time they played the Browns a few weeks ago. I do believe you're correct in that as well. Uh, yep, that, that is the case. He did goose. So you don't want that. Especially not when playoffs are starting here quickly. So next game, we got the, uh, the 49ers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Oof. I think this is going to be an extremely close game. Uh, both teams, they just want to run the ball. And I I think it's going to be a very quick game, a very tight game. And I, I think the 49ers pull this one out on the road. I think the 49ers pull this one out as well. As you said, I think it's going to be a running back heavy game. I don't think we're going to see lots of passing from either team. Uh, and that's fine with me because I've got Joe Mixon going in one of my leagues. So run Joe Mixon into the ground, Cincinnati. I don't care. Please give him the ball as many times as you can. Two tutties would be great for me on Sunday. So. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, I do think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Both teams are, both teams are consistently good. I mean, Cincinnati's a lot more well-respected than they've been in previous seasons. Obviously they have a clear upgrade at quarterback over the red rocket in Joe Burrow. (laughs) And 
Yeah, I just got to get one more Andy Dalton dig in there. I don't know if you watched the Bears game last week, but the fourth interception he threw, he tried to throw a screen pass to the left. It wasn't there. He turned to the right to dump off a screen and tossed it right to a defender's hands. Like, uh, like they were playing <laughs> pitch and catch. It wasn't even close. Horrible. Uh, yeah, I try, I try to avoid watching Bears games because I don't want to watch terrible football. You like watching good football. I knew that yeah. was coming. Uh, all right, JAC's got one more question here for us. With Hurts on a bye, should I start Tannehill or Fields? Also, someone just dropped Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy uh, two gloves. Yeah, out of the three, I'd go Teddy two gloves. As much as I like Justin Fields for his rush ability, he might get you a rushing touchdown, but he might only get you one touchdown through the air too. And in a PPR league, it's the rush ability helps, but it's not going to be enough to overcome a very, a very good Packers defense where Zadarius Smith is going to be back, I believe. No, so no. Zadarius, Zadarius and Jair Alexander on the defense are both going to miss this game. And David Bakhtiari. I thought they were all trending towards playing. No, so Jair has been practicing, but they are not going to let him let him go out there this week. They're hoping for next week. Zadarius has okay. been he's been doing stuff on the side, but he he's not ready yet. And David Bakhtiari has not practiced this week. Okay, See, so uh, they are they are getting closer, and they are hoping to have them all back by the end of the season. But they okay. it's not going to be this week. See, uh, as I've told you many times before, my boss at work is a Packers fan, so all week he's been telling me, <laughs> "Oh, Zadarius Smith's going to come back. You guys are in trouble." <laughs> but apparently, apparently, uh, it's not trending that way. So that's okay. The Bears need as much help as they can get. Is King healthy on the defensive side of the ball for Green Bay? I mean, I, uh, Kevin King sucks. Kevin King sucks. All right. <laughs> Start one. James Conner, Elijah Moore, or Brandon Cooks? I'm I'm going James Conner. I've James Conner's been a solid pickup. I I got him late in one of my drafts, and he's been a phenomenal late-round pickup for me that's been consistently good all season long. Uh, Elijah Moore, I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. And then Brandon Cooks with the back problems, even if he does play, they're going to be reluctant to uh, put him in certain situations that may re-injure or aggravate that. So I think you got to go James Conner there. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's between James Conner and Elijah Moore. If Elijah Moore was fully healthy and practicing this week, I would go with Moore. But I think you got to go with the safer option and James Conner. I still think he's going to keep most of the workload he's had. With Chase Edmonds coming back off of IR, it is his first week back. So I don't think okay. they're going to give him his full role he had before he got injured. But, so I think James Conner will will be the best play out of those three options. Okay. I definitely agree with you on that. Moving forward, we're, we've so got to about be through our matchups here. How many we games got, we got left? We have two matchups left. Probably, okay. Probably the two best matchups of the week. All right, so let's we got, get into it. We got Buffalo at Tampa Bay. It's gonna Buffalo is, at Tampa Bay. This this is gonna be a shootout. I'm I'm pretty excited wait, for this game. Wait a minute. This is gonna be a shootout. Buffalo scored 13 points in their last game. 
uh, with 50 mile an hour winds. I know. I So just to segue real quick, I was devastated last week. Our guy Space was talking up Mac Jones like he was the best thing since sliced bread. Guy had two fucking completions. I picked him up in one of my <laughs> leagues and looked like a jackass when he got 1.75 <laughs> points on the game. Yeah, we, no, got, I, uh, I, we got a comment here from our guy, Harry the Greek. What's up, guys? Great show tonight. <laughs> Just don't play Rodgers this week. Going to have a really bad game. May not finish. That is what I like right there. That's what I like to see. Hopefully Rodgers doesn't he, finish the game. But Yeah, I, I, I don't think he finishes the game because it gets too out of hand. Jordan Love comes in. Oh, my. <laughs> no, don't go there. Come on now. Well, you know, man, just, we are a Chicago-based network. Most of our listeners are Bears fans. You're hurting their feelings. I mean, it's not, it's not hurting it more than the Bears have hurt your feelings already this year. No kidding. All right, but uh, yeah. So oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Finish the game. Who Rogers? Rogers uh-huh. is. I don't. I don't. If he's not going to finish it, it's because the game gets out of hand. Okay. Just remember one thing, oh young Jedi. <laughs> Please remember this one thing. I own you. You just remember that. And if you <laughs> honestly think that that didn't resonate through that entire locker room from the Bears, I'm not going to say they're going to get one penalty. You're going to see two roughing the quarterback penalties in this game, and they're not even going to be debatable. Trust me when I tell you. And Blackson's going to get gonna one of them. Nice. You better protect him because I'm for telling that, you, he's, he's going to get one put right in the middle of his ear hole. I mean, for that to happen, though, they got to actually get in the backfield. You're absolutely correct. You know absolutely. what? I just had to come on. Sorry to mean to come through the back oh, no, door. No, you're but good. From what I understand, oh. Green Bay fans actually like it. Deuces, brother. Oh, all right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> nice little cameo from Yeah. Our guy Harry the Greek, uh, immediately after we are done here on the world's best <laughs> fantasy show, uh, you can catch him on his over under show talking all the hot bets of the week. And probably talking some more shit about Aaron Rodgers. So I'll be sure to be tuning in for that because that's my guy right there. Uh, yeah, the, the Bears fans are going to love the after show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, with that being said, what's so back to the topic at hand. Perfection yeah, is Buff- perfection, so don't let it understand. <laughs> but yeah, Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Buffalo at Tampa Bay. So they're in good weather. Obviously, the weather's not going to be a factor. Josh Allen and company, I think, have been figured out because they're so one-dimensional. In my opinion, I think Tampa Bay wins this. I don't think it's close. I think it I shouldn't say that it's not going to be close. I think it'll be high scoring, but I think ultimately the Bucks will come out on top by two touchdowns. Yeah, so it's, it sucks for Buffalo, too, that they faltered like this because this is a must-win game for them. If they lose this game, right. they fall to 7-6, and six and they're slipping through the standings. But, yeah, like you were touching on, I don't, I don't think the Bills will be able to keep up because they have absolutely no running game other than Josh Allen. Yeah. And, I mean, both of these defenses are good defenses. They're just, they are. They're going up against great offenses. And if Buffalo is going to want to keep keep up, they're going to need to put up a lot of points. And that's the that's the key right there that you said. They're going to have to be able to put up a lot of points. And 
I'd already touched on the one-dimensional factor. It's huge for him. Teams are starting to figure out that if you make Josh Allen pass 40 times, 50 times a game, they can't get it done. He can dink and dunk you to death, but if you put all the pressure on Josh Allen, he can't get it done thus far. So with that being said, keep Brian DeBall out of the Chicago Bears head coaching conversation. I don't (laughs) want that scrub. I want Ryan Day to come up out of Ohio and coach his quarterback that he coached in college. I think it'd be a phenomenal matchup. Smart move by the Bears, but who knows? Why would you want to leave Ohio State to come coach the Bears? I know I wouldn't. The Bears aren't giving you a private jet. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah. move, what, moving Why do you on. want to go to that poverty franchise? That poverty <laughs> franchise. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, to throw another shot. But uh, on Tampa Bay side of the ball, you're starting Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Gronk is starting. He's a top top six tight end this week. But I do like Brashad Perriman as a another okay. DFS dart throw. So last week he played more snaps in Antonio Brown's role than Antonio Brown has played since he has been with Tampa Bay. Okay. Interesting so he, fact. So he is on the field a lot. He played 84% of the snaps last week. So, I mean – he is a day, or daily fantasy dart throw. He could get a couple receptions, a couple deep bombs just because he's on the field so much. And then you're Fair starting Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley. Dawson Knox is a nice tight end this week too. Dawson Knox, eh? Is he one of your streamers? I don't want to spoil it. but No, he, he's more than 50% rostered. He is? Okay. Uh, and, then, and then last but not least, to wrap the week up, go ahead. Or we'll Final wrap game our matchups is, up. is the Rams and the uh, Arizona Cardinals. This is going to be a great game. Oh, this is this is going to be a game that that is deserving of a primetime slot. I'll tell you that. Uh, so obviously, when you look at the Cardinals, as high scoring as they've been and as great as their records been, they only beat the Bears by eleven points and they had four turnovers. So. I don't do the Cardinals have enough firepower to beat out the Rams. I think they do. I think Matthew Stafford and company will not be able to keep up. I think uh, time and time again, Kyler Murray has just shown how immaculate he can get things done on the football field. Kyler Murray is slowly becoming, you know, a top 10 for sure. If not top five quarterback, that's not being talked about enough for what he's done this season, for sure. Uh, I think from the Rams' perspective, Cooper Cup's going to have a great game. That's my that's my hope in this, as I have him on one of my teams as well. So, so to counter that, Cooper Cup's worst game of the year this year was against Arizona in week four, where he went five for 64. Well, it looks like Tarville's not winning fantasy this week. <laughs> But no, yeah, he's you, my you wide have receiver to, one. You have to start Cooper Cup, uh, like you were touching on. I don't think the Rams beat the Cardinals this week. Selfishly, I hope they do because then the Packers take the number one seed in the NFC because they have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals. But I do think right. the Cardinals pull this one out at home. They did beat the Rams thirty-seven to twenty in Week Four when they played. Uh, you're firing up Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. 
OBJ and Van Jefferson are nice uh, high-end wide receiver threes this week. And at, okay. for running back for uh, L.A., it's it's kind of iffy right now. So we don't have any clarity on Daryl Henderson's status. He's been logging limited practices. He has not practiced in full for the last two weeks. So I think it's still going to be the Sony Michelle role. Even if Henderson is active again this week, I don't think he sees any action just like what happened last week. I would agree. But overall, I think that's going to that's got to be the game of the week, right? I mean, oh yeah, that's that's going to be amazing. Competition wise, it's let me just dig myself into a Bears hibernation hole a little bit more before we before we wrap up with your streamers and bets here, Ty. How have how has the NFL not flexed the Bears and Packers out of this primetime slot? I don't so, understand it. Al, Al Michaels was actually on with Waddle and Sylvie a couple days ago talking about it, how there's limitations on what games can get flexed out. Um, okay. There's there's only a certain amount of primetime games a team can have in a season. So they said there's a bunch of different okay. things they have to put in perspective before making that decision. Okay. And, I mean, honestly, a Bears-Packers game, no matter if one team's terrible and the other team's good, it's still the longest-running rivalry in the NFL. It's still going to be a very highly-watched game. So I, I think Fair they enough. just made made the decision, like, hey, we're going to have enough people watching it anyway. Let's not move it out. We'll, we'll save one of those flexes for later in the year. Fair enough. Makes sense from that perspective. Again, the NFL's all a business at the end of the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got a question here in the chat. MVS, Judy, or Gage this week? I, I like Russell. I like Russell Gage. So we're getting ready to go into the streamers here. Russell Gage over the last three weeks has seen eight targets, seven targets, and 12 targets last week. He's being targeted a okay. ton by uh, Matt Ryan. I like Russell Gage this week. And then one more here. I do have Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle or Zeke this week without a question, Zeke this week. Uh, so yeah, it, it's more of a question if Pollard plays, but I don't think Pollard plays. So you, I think you got to go Zeke. Fair enough. Now, before we before we wrap up, let's get into your bets of the week and your streamers. You want to start with streamers first? Yeah, I'll go streamers first. So a lot okay. of these guys were already touched on as we were going through, but I'll wrap it up. Right. These are my favorite guys: Taysom Hill versus the Jets. Cheat code, it's he's gonna run all over them. He does he can pass for 50 yards and still put up a great fantasy performance. And Cam Newton, true. Cam Newton versus the Atlanta Falcons, same thing for Tate, just like I said, for Taysom Hill. I mean, the Falcons are giving up the fourth most rushing yards per game to quarterbacks this year, right? Uh, over at running back, I got Jeff Wilson versus Cincinnati. Jeff Wilson's gonna be splitting the backfield with Joe Michael Hasty. Michael Hasty though is more of a third down running back of receiving back. So Jeff Wilson is going to get the early down work and the short yardage work. Okay. And then David Johnson versus Seattle. David Johnson's coming really? back this week. I think he's got a nice floor of around eight PPR points. I mean, I don't okay. think he's going to do much with it, but catch a couple dump off passes in a PPR league. If you're in a pinch, you're not going to complain about picking up eight points off the waiver wire. 
No, no, not at all, especially at this point in the season. And then wide receiver, like we just touched on, Russell Russell Gage with eight targets, seven targets, and 12 targets in his last three games. I think he's a borderline wide receiver two, wide receiver three this week. And then MVS versus the Chicago Bears. The Bears have been prone to big plays all year long. Last <laughs> Over the last two games, MVS has seen 10 targets and nine targets. So, I mean, if he's getting anywhere close to that against a very spotty Bears defense, you could be in for a boom game. As much as I hate to say it, you're not wrong. <laughs> Although I do like our guy Harry jumping in to say Aaron Rodgers is going to get a couple dirty hits. I sure hope that's the case. I sure, I sure hope uh, Robert Quinn goes up and teabags the shit out of Aaron Rodgers for saying that after he – sacks him for a 12-yard loss, but we'll see what happens. He's got to get through the line first. I The <laughs> Packers' line's not that solid without Bakhtiari. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been without Bakhtiari all year, and they played pretty solid. I don't know. We'll see, man. I think I think uh, the Bears' defense is probably their best chance at scoring points in this game, <laughs> aside from Justin Fields' legs, so. So to finish it off here with tight ends, I got Evan Ingram versus the uh, the L.A. Chargers, like we were touching on earlier, Evan Ingram. The Chargers are giving up the fourth most fantasy points per game to the, uh, to the tight end position. I think it's a solid matchup with the wide receiver room all banged up. Target's got to go somewhere. I think they go to Saquon and Evan Ingram. And then okay. Ricky Seals-Jones versus Dallas. Like I touched on earlier, too, I'd love him rest of the season with Logan Thomas being injured because okay. this week he's got Dallas, next week Philly, then Dallas, then Philly to end out the fantasy season, and Philadelphia is the okay. worst defense against tight ends. Philadelphia. They're, Philadelphia is such a trash team, but Jalen Hurts is such a cheat code quarterback with his rush ability. It's they crazy. all are, all, all those running quarterbacks. But to close us out, my bets this week, Taysom Hill over 56.5 rushing yards against the Jets. Really? Joe, Mix, Joe Mixon over 18.5 rushing attempts. Last week we missed it by a half because the game got out of hand. He finished with 19, the line was 19.5. Okay. The process was there. The game just got out of hand. It is what it is. We'll go back to it this week. And then Green Bay over 27 and a half team total points this week. Green Bay over 27 and a half, you said. Yep. How many points did the Packers score against the Bears in the first game this season? 21? Was that in Lambeau? No. <laughs> but, Does no, it... I, I think it is. It was like it was around 21. I think it was 21 or 24 maybe. But – I don't know. You're not giving the Bears defense any credit if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to put more than 27 on us. Well, it's just, this is four touchdowns there. That's uh, just four touchdowns. Nothing. It's another <laughs> another day in the office for the guy that's been taking horse tranquilizers from Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I can I could beat the dead horse. I hate the Packers. I hate Packers week as a Bears fan. Hopefully we helped you guys pick up some last minute streamers as well as uh, hopefully we help you win some money. But if you do want to win some real money, 
stay tuned and listen to our guy Harry the Greek here immediately following our show uh, 8 p.m. on the over-under. They'll be talking every matchup bet-wise, what's hot to bet on, what to stay away from. And our guy the Greek's been riding a heater lately, so make sure you stay tuned for that coverage immediately following our show. Uh, With that being said, guys, hope you all have a good week. Bear down. Hopefully the Bears don't embarrass themselves too much on Sunday, (laughs) but more than likely they will. You know what? I'm going to say this. As much as it pains me to say it, if the Packers put up a big 40-burger or something on a national stage, maybe the Bears will finally fire Matt Nagy. (laughs) But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens Sunday, guys. Best of luck with your matchups. Playoffs start next week. Uh, With that being said, have a good night, and we'll see you guys next Friday right here on the World's Best Fantasy Show. See you guys. Go Pack Go.